Hello. This is Andy from uh, the podcast Geek Salad. We here at Geek Salad are very saddened by the loss of Mr. Patrick Swayze, who died uh, last week at the age of 57. We would like to extend our warmest condolences to his family and give the tribute only fitting to a man of his stature. This tribute is for you, Mr. Swayze. Nobody put Swayze in the corner. Hit it, Cambot! Oh, oh, I start. I get it. I'm sorry. Okay, pick it up. Open up your heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas in. We'll gather at the roadhouse with our next of kin. And Santa can be our regular Saturday night thing. We'll decorate a bar stool and gather round and sing. Oh, let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas this year. Or we'll tear your throat out and kick oh, you in the ear. Hold it, Cambot, stop it. Uh, Crow, I don't know if I think this is an appropriate sentiment anymore for Christmas. Hey, what, like a good action sequence don't belong at Christmas? Well, no, it's just that I've never heard of an action sequence in A Christmas Carol before. Yeah. Well, then grab hold of your socks and read on, Joe Robinson. Okay, okay. pick it up from measure 20, Kemba. <clears throat> Lovely intro, though. Very tasteful. Thank you. I like that. It's my way or the highway this Christmas at my bar. I'll have to smash your kneecaps if you bastards touch my car. I got the word that Santa has been stealing from the till. I think that that right jolly old elf better make out his will. Oh, let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas one and all. And this can be the haziest. This can be the laziest. This can be the swayziest Christmas of them all. Hey, hey, welcome to uh, Geek Salad, episode 17. You require more Vespine gas. It's the only podcast on the internet right now that dares to ask the question, You picked E-Honda? <laughs> I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. And I'm Mike. And uh, welcome to our Video Games of the 90s show. This one's been about a year coming, mm-hmm. so uh, we are definitely thrilled that you're here to join us. You've stuck with us for a year. And you're you're coming back for more. No scare about the '90s games. These are the games like we were like kind of in our teenage years. Yeah, the ones we could really appreciate. Well, it's funny, and I'll have some I'll have some funny college stories for you. But I mean, I was in college in the mid '90s or the early to mid '90s rather. So I got tons of SNES stuff to talk about. Oh, but yeah. damn, uh, we do have to bring up one thing uh, about episode 16. Mike, you wanna? Yes, my uh, good friend Nick up in Canada kind of took me to task for the. Uh, grand spanking we gave to Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. 
Um, he says that, yes, it was a bad movie. Yes, Michael Bay is a douche. But it wasn't the worst movie in the world. And, you know, I'm going to have to agree with him. It, I mean, Michael Bay, he can't direct worth beans, but he does have some good action sequences that he can edit together Absolutely. I mean, I don't think I don't think ever once we we actually said this is the worst movie ever. No, no. I don't think we did. We have to go back and listen to it. Well, no, it is. I don't think we did. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure we didn't. I no. mean, honestly, it was just crap. Right. Yeah. Was it the worst? No. 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 It's not, no. It's not deathbed bad. Right. No. <laughs> it's not Batman and Robin bad. No. no. It's not Schindler's List bad. Oh, sorry, so guys. I can edit that out. No. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> and also, he, I do remember one more thing that he mentioned. Um, one of the remakes he suggested, Dungeons and Dragons, the old cartoon show. Ooh. Okay. Well, do you include Uni, the unicorn? I think oh, if you God. remade it, you wouldn't need to put in that Dino Buddy. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know what that means we'd have to get like all the let's get all the original actors that played those characters. You know, because I believe uh, what's his name Willie Ames is the yeah, voice Willie of Ames. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, wasn't um what's his name. Uh, Oh, uh, guy played Potsy, wasn't he a voice? Oh, Anson Williams? No, it wasn't Anson Williams. It would have been uh, Donnie Most. Oh, Donnie, Donnie Most, yes. It was one of the two. Why is it that, like, the ginger and the dark-haired guy are still kind of interchangeable? Yeah. With Happy Days? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> um, so we've actually got a lot to talk about. Uh, Nick, thank you for your feedback. We always appreciate feedback. And you can also give us feedback, uh, our loyal listeners, at uh, geeksalad at yahoo.com. Um, but today... Our subject is about 90s video games. There's so much to talk about. I mean, this was really... I mean, we all think about the 80s as being like the big video game decade. But right. really, when you, when you really get down to it, the 90s? I mean, yep. the 90s had it beat. I mean, some oh, of the yeah. greatest games come out of the 80s due to their simplicity. But, I mean, the 90s really got that ball rolling, especially, you know, for the home console. Right, well, you figure after the first Nintendo came out, it really started bringing everything back, and everything kind of just evolved. Right. Right. You know. Right. The 90s, it was my introduction to the consoles, too. No, I, that's right. That's right. But, um, you know, there was still a couple vestiges in the arcades of video games. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically speaking, if, if you knew we were doing this show, you, you're automatically thinking there's there's two video games to talk about. Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter 2. Okay. Right. All right. Um, now, you wanted to mention one before we get into that. Yes, I do remember one thing that I... Whenever I went to an arcade, I would play Time Crisis 2. Okay. I just love um, being able to duck down and hide. And, you know, I that was that was my arcade game for the 90s. Yeah, I love that pedal. Yeah, the pedal. <laughs> the pedal. <laughs> and, and the gun that would jack back every time you fired. Yeah, you could feel the uh, yeah. kick back out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't play that because I was, you know... Just kind of a zombie when it came to. I was actually more into pinball at that time because you couldn't get near a Street Fighter or um, yeah. or Mortal Kombat game. Oh, the ones before they had the video game included with it. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, do you remember that pinball machine they had for um for Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? Yeah. When we we, we were at uh, Michael's uh, college town uh, near Fort uh, Franklin Pierce College. What, what town in New Hampshire is that? Ringe. Ringe, New Hampshire. Blink, basically, you blink, you miss it. Right. We were at a pizza joint having dinner before we were doing this thing, uh, and they had they had a, a, a pinball machine of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, <laughs> and there was like this little LCD video insert that was put in there showing yep. you a couple scenes from the movie. Now, keep in mind, I'm, I'm here, I'm just cho- choking down some pizza, and uh, this really badly rendered version of De Niro's Frankenstein rips out a badly <laughs> rendered heart from a badly rendered version of uh, Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> In the video game. Oh, God. <laughs> what does that have to do with the pinball? I I don't know. But, um, yeah, the 
I mean, realistically speaking, it was it was all it, at first it was all Street Fighter, right? Yeah, and then it became all Mortal Kombat, right? Um, which get, what do you guys like better? Street Fighter. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go with Street Fighter. You know what? I'm I'm inclined to say Street Fighter as well, only because it was more I think it was more pure fighting game. Yeah. Although well, I I preferred Mortal Kombat two over Mortal Kombat one. Okay. Mortal Kombat one was just oh they they hadn't quite grasped the grasped the concept of um, human integration yet. Okay. Yeah. Everybody looked really, really bad. Right. They then they, come. then yeah, two was better. Yeah. Then even like three was okay. Then mm. ultimate three was better because then all of a sudden you brought a lot of characters back. When they started adding more characters and a little more depth to it, yeah, that's what made the games good. And I think yeah. it made even like the Street Fighter games because first you only had like you know maybe eight guys to pick from, yep. and three of them were, like, bosses, but then, like, the Super Street Fighter, the Turbo Street Fighter, you know, yeah. uh, then they added in, like, three extra guys, and they, they added four more people at the end, <laughs> you know, and you had, like, Thunderhawk, and Cammy and um, little Bruce Lee guy, Feng Long, whatever his name was, <laughs> and, you know, they just kept adding little characters, but still, they were fun to play, yeah. right. you know? Right, and it's, I mean, the thing is also is that when we talk Street Fighter, we just simply say Street Fighter, and we really mean Street Fighter 2. Right. Does anyone, and you, you've played Street Fighter 1, right? I have played Street Fighter 1, it was awful. Kind of sucks. The control was horrible. I never played it. Oh, bad. Bad, bad, bad. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that's really all we got to talk about about arcade games. Wasn't a whole lot out there. Most of the stuff that I think we were still playing was, like, Vestiges of the 80s. Right. Like, yeah. Bad Dudes, and Burnout, and, uh... They're like RoboCop, actually. They had one for... Oh, Robo yeah, RoboCop. Oh, yeah. Data, Data East actually had a lot of games that were really kind of doing... I remember there was actually a Moonwalker arcade game. Oh, God. Oh, it was right. a Moonwalker arcade right. game. I remember that one. Oh, dear. When he was little kids, you know, and like, so I'm not trying to diss the man after he died, but when he was little kids going, I have a present for you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I know he's dead, but still, I'm sorry. That stuff still creeps me out. Put the slushy down and walk away <laughs> from the arcade machine. Oh. So, I mean, what's next? PCs? Yeah, PCs. Mm-hmm. Plenty of stuff to talk about about PC gaming because I mean, by the time Windows ninety five rolled around, right, games were a lot easier to to do. You didn't have to like type in like a big huge passcode to get the thing. Out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, CD Doom slash colon backslash. You know, pick up rock. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Kill Zork. a princess. Fuck elf. <laughs> Zork. <laughs> what are some of your favorites? Uh, Mike, why'd you start? Well, I'm I'm actually going to venture back into the late '80s for a time, for a moment, and pack up on Sierra's Quest games like uh, Space Quest, King's Quest, Quest for Glory, Those are great. Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry. I just I I remember playing um, Space Quest Two on my Apple IIc computer. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> and actually, we had the hardest time getting that one because the the first like we had a, it was like a five uh, five disc floppy disk five and a half inch <laughs> and the first disk was faulty so we had to mail it back to Sierra oh, so God. we had this game and it was like a month before we could actually play it back when things were slow yeah <laughs> oh my god actually you know going back to the issues like do you remember when they used to put like the like the Commodore games on a cassette oh yep. yes and like the hour and a half long load time it took to right. play a five minute game you know the funny thing is now you can actually get that on the Wii, uh, on the Wii, uh... Oh, uh, everywhere? It's actually, yeah. there's Commodore 64 games on oh, there. Oh, why? Oh, I know. Why? But getting back to the 90s. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you guys, what are you guys big fans of? Uh, actually, there was two, I was actually one of this one we didn't write down. Um, Baldur's Gate. Okay. Oh, yeah. Remember Baldur's, Baldur's Gate? Gate? Those are great games. I mean, you could just do so much with them, mm. and you could never play the same game twice. No. <laughs> that and the Fallout series. The yeah. first two, before the, the PlayStation 3 one came out... 
Those are really fun. I mean, if I if you get a chance, I know they're out now. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Like they get like a compilation pack. Yeah. Get it. It's really fun. There's a lot to do in it. You can do so much. Mm. And um, I would definitely recommend. Right. It. Absolutely. Right. I mean, the one game I really remember playing a whole hell of a lot of um, on the PC was Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Part of it was because the yeah. computer lab at college, uh, there were like four computers in the entire lab that had it loaded up there. Yeah. And it was like, it was almost like you're playing hooky from your your schoolwork because no one <laughs> you weren't required to have computers back in the early '90s to right. uh, you know for college. So right. we just we'd hang out there, we'd do our word processing, we'd download full textbooks online because, <laughs> and then use the dot matrix printer to print them out, which uh, is yeah. always fun. Oh, I need Hamlet. <laughs> That, that was better than my. I had an electronic keyboard where if you hit the wrong button, you had to raise it up, white up that letter, and then bring it back. Oh, I, I had. I did. I can do you one better. I actually had the keyboard that had the correction tape built into it. Oh. But the problem was that you had to like go completely back. Like you had to correct everything in its wake. <laughs> you had to line it up perfectly too. That was yeah, exactly. Why? Um, but yeah, Doom. Doom was fun because Doom is as, as pure and simple a video game as you can get. You have a gun. It blows there, shit up. Yes, there is a monster in, in it in your way. You have to blow its fucking head off. Absolutely. How hard is that to figure out? And it was gruesome. And because you can remember the game that came up before that that really started the whole genre was Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was the game that really kind of got everything going. And that's kind of the. The birth of the first-person shooter. Werewolf Nazis. you got to love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Hitler with two huge chain guns. Oh. <laughs> and, of course, don't forget in you know, Doom, the greatest weapon, the BFG-9000. Yep. The big fucking gun. <laughs> My favorite part about Doom was watching his face... Like, because oh, like, yeah. like, yeah. like, you know. you'd get like your ammo, and you'd have your 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 score, your level, all that stuff. But you'd have like his face turning left and right and grunting, like yep. he was like taking a really painful shit. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, after after Doom came Duke Nukem. Oh, that's right. Which oh, yeah. was kind of a parody of the whole thing. Where, right. It was all Bruce Campbell lines. Yeah. Right. You know? But still, that was but that was actually a fun game though. Oh, it really it was. was. It was comical, and they were trying to make another one, and it never happened. So. Well, you know, and the funny thing with Doom is, is that they they came out with Doom, then they came. Out with Doom 2, mm-hmm. and Doom 3 is what, 17 years in the making now or something? Yeah. It's a first person shooter. How hard could it be? Right. Um, now, what about Monkey Island? That's kind of an interesting. Uh, I love Monkey Island. Now, were those the, like, the LucasArts? Yes, those, yeah. those yep. were the LucasArts. Um, that was actually what kind of introduced us to Tim Schafer. Okay. Who brought us, who later on brought us Psychonauts in the upcoming Brutal Legend. <laughs> Um, but it was simple. I mean, you had Guybrush Threepwood, the greatest video game name ever. <laughs> Hi, my name's Guybrush Threepwood, and I want to be a pirate. <laughs> he, he, he just came to Melee Island, and he wants to be a pirate. Um, and it, but his only special skill is he can hold his breath for ten minutes. <laughs> oh, God. And so he, you know, he just goes around this island trying to solve these, these puzzles to make the pirate leaders happy, but as soon as he does that, um... This ghost pirate invades the island and kidnaps the the mayor, uh, not the, sorry, the governor. Yeah. Who you know, uh, who those two have kind of fallen in love. So <laughs> then he's got to go off to Monkey Island, TM. <laughs> it was it was always a TM. There is Monkey Island TM. It was always trademarked. Yeah, always right. 
Well, of course, you have to do that. Oh, yeah, these days you do. Um, there were some other ones, like really little full-motion video games back in those oh, days. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they had, like, the Phantasmagoria and oh, um, Gabriel Knight Gabriel series. Knight, yeah. yeah. You know, where you basically create, you know, just, you know, had a guy in the dialogue, which is horrible. Oh, it really yeah. was. But, yeah, it was just kind of comical and funny at the same time. But, yeah. but all in, all those PC full-motion video games were nothing more than just, like, you know, Sleepover Massacre 5. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nothing but, like... Stabbing, 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 blonde, 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 stabbing, stabbing, <laughs> ah, ah, scream. You know, and it's amazing, too, because isn't the rule that you only die if you have sex? Pretty there's much. nothing but yeah. girls there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the possibilities. <laughs> um, now, what about Ultima? Have you guys big Ultima fans? I never really played it, but yeah. I know that was a huge... That was, oh, like, one of the, yeah. huge one, that was yeah. kind of like one of the first games to really introduce, like, the multi, massive multi-online game. Yeah. Mm. You know, that you know that's kind of where World of Warcraft kind of came from. Right. And all the yeah. other ones, and EverQuest, and all right. those others. So, that was actually a game to kind of start that genre. Uh-huh. I never got into it, but, you know, it was huge at the time. Well, you know my favorite thing about some of the PC games were the TIE Fighter games? Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. it's those like were it, fun. It mm. blends one thing I was awful at, mm. which is uh, flight simulators. Yeah. yeah. And something I love, which Star is Star Wars. Wars. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they were actually some of the best games. Those games oh, got a lot were, of awards. They were fantastic. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's easy. It's a very straightforward thing. Mm-hmm. You sit in the cockpit, you shoot at your enemy. Right. That's why the battle for the Star Wars Battlefront games are so great now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's mainly a whole lot of just shooting. Yeah. And then there was uh, there was a Star Wars, what was it, Rebel Fighter 2? Rebel Alliance, I Rebel think. Alliance. Yeah. And which they were okay, but yeah. the High Fighter and X-Wing Fighter yeah, were best. That one kind of switched so that some of the stages were be your character... Yeah, mm-hmm. those were, those were, had some funny moments too. Where I can, I remember this one time you could shoot out the uh, of the stanchion underneath some some stormtroopers, yep. and one of them actually held up a sign like a, like like, a wily, wily coyote, coyote. <laughs> before he fell. <laughs> yeah, that was a little comical in that. Yeah, but was some comedy. yeah, and then what was the the Cal Katarn games? Was that uh, oh yeah, oh, um, Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight, Knight, yeah, the Dark Forces. yeah. Dark Forces. And, you know what the funny thing was? I like those games better when they decided not to like film an actor doing them. When they just decided to render everything as, as, as right. simple oh, computer yeah. graphics, which they did, you know, in the aughts yep. with yeah. uh, Dark Forces Two. You know, what was in um, the second the first Dark Forces, the Jedi Knight one. Who's that? When they had all the live action people, was uh, the guy from uh, Free Ray Enterprise, right? Yeah, Ray Fraggle, whatever his name was. He was like a he was like a like a Jedi, a young apprentice that was trying to become like a Sith. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's just a name that is just lost to the uh, lost to the ages because they'll never get that that sequel made. I know it's too bad because I think it would have been good. <laughs> um, moving on to um, what everybody really is, is well, actually, familiar. We forgot, yeah, we got one more. Oh, sorry, for the '90s, StarCraft. Okay. Yes. Oh, Star- yeah. Starcraft. And Warcraft. And the Warcraft, right? The Starcraft, Warcraft, Blizzard games were great. Forgot to mention those. And I remember Starcraft was my favorite. Yeah. Too. Mm. I just love the game. Love playing it. I can't wait for the second one to come out. I'm dying for it, because it just had a great storyline. You must construct additional pylons. Again, that's what now? Set 13 years in the making? Or? Yeah, pretty much. At wow. Least. That's Blizzard. Well, they were going to make like, a one based on a character, and they canceled it. Really? Yeah, it was a game that was a while ago. Oh, yeah, Ghost. Still Ghost, yeah. That looked like it was going to be good, and then they got rid of it. Huh. Yeah. Oh, well. You know, you know, you probably find these all online somewhere, just these, like, terrible working versions. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... You know, we when we think of the eighties, nineties uh, rather. I'm sorry. Um, when we think of the nineties, what we really think about consoles, yes. right? Realistically Absolutely. speaking, you know what the beauty of the nineties was is that the advent of the nineties, and realistically, it's eighty nine, but it came out realistically in the nineties. The Game Boy, yeah, taking the console and bringing that out with you, right? Um, Little gold screen. Oh my god! And of course, remember after like a few months, you get the lines on it. Yep. Yeah. And now I had the original Game Boy. Did so I, you guys? Yeah, you I did. Yep. yep. 
Have you actually compared that to um, like a Game Boy Now, like the Game Boy DS, or even like the just the, the standard you oh, know, it's half the size. Game Boy Advance? It's it's amazing. I remember how small that thing used to be back in 1990. Right. Yeah. You know, and then I, I compare it now. It's like, oh my, what? Well, the, what? Look at, it, look at a DS now. Yeah. I mean, I can fit that thing in my pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's 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 amazing how how freaking huge that thing was. Right. I mean, it, did you ever get the ba- the uh, Nintendo approved battery pack for it? No, I never got that. I, it was like this. Um, it was a cord that plugged into the uh, to where the AC right. outlet was. And essentially, it weighed about as much as a uh, as a computer speaker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you had to kind of lug both of them around. Right. But it had the same life as a battery, you know, like yep. standard battery pack, which was like five hours. Yeah, about five so hours like from four double A's. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Batteries like crazy. Oh yeah. So as soon as you play after an hour, you had to replace them. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it was nice about that battery pack. Right. But it was just it was so Heavy. cool. To have that out. Remember all the other accessories they came out with later on, like the, the screen to make the thing bigger. Oh yeah, the screen the, 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 uh, the, the speaker attachments. Oh yes. You know, it was just there were all the things. It was so a bunch of stuff to weigh you down when you really want to take it. <laughs> well, I remember you. that after a while, I felt like you can carpal tunnel on your yeah. arms. You know. <laughs> well, it was funny because I, uh, with, I mean, that Game Boy kept me sane when I used to take the train down to North Carolina yeah. uh, yeah. to go to college. It was just, it, it just it, unbelievable the amount of time I spent playing those games. I played so many games that were just awful for that small screen. Yep. Um, you know, Mario World. Yep. The yeah, original yeah. Mario World. There's a Final Fantasy game that came out for it that was yeah. just dreadful. Uh, the Spider-Man. That was really oh, oh, awful. Oh. I mean, the Batman game was okay because the Batman game essentially was a standard port over. Right. Yeah. From, um, the NES. You know, from the NES. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, but the games that I think work better on the handheld than they did on the, uh, like on just the regular NES mm-hmm. were Tetris. Yep. Let's play some Tetris, motherfucker. Yep. And Dr. Mario. Yeah, yep. puzzle games, yeah. yeah. Puzzle games were absolutely. the best thing. Yeah, and those, I think, have just infinite replay value. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So, I mean, that's just, that, that. that's my two cents about the Game Boy. Any, uh... Well, all the all the evolves, you know how it evolved from the to the color. Yeah, and actually, that's what kind of really introduced Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I that's, was going to bring you know, that the up. red and the blue Pokemon, and then they had the gold one. And they have all the colors and the rainbow oh, after that. Lord. And that was what really tried the Pokemon thing. I actually tried that once. Yeah, you, I can see why kids would get into it because you, you play it so much, and you're trying to catch all these different characters and. Well, it's not like, what, eight, 8 million now? Different yeah, Pokemon? Something like that, yeah. You know, like one's like a dildo or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the only reason they introduced Pokemon Yellow was because of the um, popularity of the... Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu, because when you played Pokemon Yellow, Pikachu was always following you around. You automatically yeah. caught it as a character. Yeah. It's the same game. He, 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 he was your automatic first character. Right, right. Um, I remember getting the Game Boy Pocket to replace my original Game Boy. Yep. Yeah. That thing's not much smaller. No. It's small enough. It but, was, but not enough, right? Exactly. But it's not small enough to fit in my pocket. Mm-mm. I mean, their, their marketing audience for this must be like 400-pound men who've got like those <laughs> those giant, like, fat and large type of pants yeah. that, you know, well, I'm just going to stick this in here and, oh, it's getting lost between this hamburger. <laughs> oh, I th- where'd it go? I think I ate it. Yeah. Lost in the flaps. <laughs> Heaven, um, heaven forbid if they actually sat down. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any good memories of any uh, of any standard Nintendo games that came out in the nineties? Because I sure as hell don't. Standard Nintendo games. Standard NES 
games. Prior um, prior release of the next gen systems. Any good memories? Ninja Gaiden. Was that nineties now? Oh, 90s Nintendo? Yeah, I'm talking 90s. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about um, the last vestiges, my friend. Um, well, I remember I tried to. I remember I bought Snake's Revenge okay. from Metal Gear 2. And I guess apparently I found out later it wasn't anything, it wasn't the real sequel. Yeah. And they had some other system called the MSX that came out, and they actually had a real sequel for it. You <laughs> can actually get the real sequel in one of the uh, Metal Gear Solid games. It was like yeah. extra footage. I remember that was one of the things that was kind of uh, interesting, but... I don't know, really. It wasn't really much in the 90s. Well, there was one. Super what? Mario Bros. 3. Exactly. Oh, yes. Exactly. And that was shown in The Wizard. Yep. Yes. Oh, God. Our textbook for how bad a video game movie could possibly be. You got it. Stupid! Stupid! Oh, man. I remember watching that game and watching that movie and loving it. And I've seen it recently. Oh, you just want to build a time machine, go back in time, and beat the living shit out of your uh, out of your younger self. <laughs> Don't like this movie. Don't love it. What Don't is wrong it. with you? I saw my high school yearbook after like fifteen years. <laughs> I had the same like, oh my god, I'm building that time machine right now. That little that little bastard's gonna die. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I loved Mario Three. I thought it was you know oh, yeah, it, it was phenomenal. It was, it was a better sequel than the Magic Flute. Yeah, well, there was, Ma- there was Mario Two, which really wasn't Mario Two. It was no, a Japanese no, game, right? Because was... technically, Super Mario Brothers Two was actually look exactly like Super Mario Brothers One. It was just different stages. Right, yeah, it was harder too. Right, right. But I mean, Mario Three, you got to fly. Yep. You know, in the worst possible way. I'll just use my raccoon tail and spear it away. <laughs> and the ever-loving Tanuki suit that made you turn into a statue. Oh, yeah. that's right. You know what the amazing thing is about that game, especially on like the um, like the Game Boy Advance. I'm not even talking DS. I'm talking the the, the Advance. That game is still pretty big bucks. Oh the yeah, over is pretty big bucks for that yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can get anything now on the you know on the Advance. Really, you're ten bucks now, right. maybe brand new. Right, because be, and actually DSs can play all that stuff too. Right, exactly. But it's unbelievable it. how expensive that game still is. Like thirty bucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's still popular. That's why it's so popular. And plus, it's probably also could be hard to find too. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. those games, when they're hard to find, they up the value of it. Absolutely. So, um, I'll ask both of you guys because you're both men of the world. Uh, did were you? Did you prefer the Super Nintendo or the Genesis? I prefer the Super Nintendo because that was actually the first console I ever got. I, rem- I remember uh, we went into the store. We were going to buy the NES. But then, you know, the SNES had just came out, and my parents looked at it and was like, oh, let's get that one instead. It's yeah. newer. And I just remember waking up the next morning, walking out and just staring at it, not believing it was real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid you not, that's how, that was my reaction. I would Mike? touch it. Actually, I got to go Genesis. Okay. Yeah, that was the system I got for Christmas. All right. Um, remember, I got a few games. It was Altered Beast. Yep. Came with oh, it. They came with it. Back when they had packed games in with and, um, the... Uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh God! That was ghouls and Ghosts. Impossible. That was, now, was Ghouls and Ghosts the one where you got essentially that Gimli-looking character who gets knocked down into his boxer shorts? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But you were lucky because at one point you get actually like a gold armor that could do more. Okay. Like, weapons, but that was a fun one. Actually, there was other couple other games. Mystic Defender was another one I got with it. Um, but later on down the road, there's still other great games. Like my, one of my favorite games I used to rent it all the time was uh, Mutant League Football. Yep. Uh-huh. Get all the mutant characters and like the coach would like go blah 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 blah. Those how they were talking to you, and it was just great because you could like bribe the ref. Yeah. You know the quarterback could throw dynamite at the you know the, the defense. <laughs> I and it was, and if you that. if you killed enough of them, the game would be uh, suspended because all the character half the characters are dead in the other team. <laughs> It was hysterical. And that was Mutant League Hockey. I mean, those are great games. I wish they could remake those. Yeah. Damn you, EA. Damn you, man. You know, I love man, but damn it, come on. Open it up. Yeah. And uh, for Super Nintendo, any fond memories? Um, 
Probably some of my most fond memories were uh, Link to the Past. Okay. Legend of Zelda. Awesome game. Awesome I love game. Link to the Past. That was a great that, game. That was, honestly, I think that was the best, um, that was kind of like the best one ever. I, I, well, well, you think it's, uh, I think it's like best the best, sense. it's the best top-down yeah. game. Yeah. Because um, I think that the, you know, the newer Zeldas are a lot, there's a lot more depth, and it's almost, yeah. apple, it's almost apples and oranges comparing them. Right, yeah. Just because they're... They're not the same games. I, I guess kind of I'm, what I mean is compar- comparing the top-down ones. Yeah. I, I think that one is the jewel. Absolutely. Well, after the disaster that was, Le- you know, Le- uh, Legend of Zelda 2. I am error. Error. Let's ha- Yeah. Let's have a side-scrolling game. <laughs> and just think, Link got lucky in that one. Oh, he did? Yeah. Come on in. Brady's <laughs> <Right laughs> <he's> back. <laughs> what is this, Golo 13? <laughs> Stroke the ears, stroke the ears. <laughs> that would be kind of funny, though. You had, like, one, you know, the light bar was red and the magic bar was white. Yeah. It'd be kind of funny if the white of the magic bar had gone up, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm getting gross now. <laughs> well, you know what I loved about, I mean, both games, first of all, a- addressed an issue that I had been struggling with since the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. They're all top loaders. Yeah. yeah. They're not that freaking you know, front loader yep. that you push the game down and then you gotta push it back up, blow it out because you we all know that human saliva and air <laughs> right. works on, on cleaning out delicate uh, silicon. Uh, uh, I remember they came out with like Nintendo Cleaner. Yeah. You put it in, push it down, you pull it in and out like this. Oh yeah. <laughs> you just pull it in, out, in, out, and in, just out. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah. Yep. Well it was funny in college because, you know, um I brought my Nintendo with me mm-hmm. and my roommate I mean, I swear to God, I think he had a blood vendetta against that thing. <laughs> Every game, it's just like, if he could get it to play, because half the time he's like, you son of a bitch, get down there, God damn it! And then as soon as he get the game on, it's, it's like he just look at whatever character he's playing, he's like, you'll get yours! <laughs> you know the funny thing is, too, uh, then they remade the Nintendo. Oh, yeah. To be the top oh, yeah. But you know, I think the downfall was they, they kind of half-assed it. I think it didn't have, like, any audio video cables. No. Oh, was it or there was like, something else? Yeah. Was it the box? Coaxial. The slide box? It was like something weird that they didn't have some of the things, so it was kind of interesting. Well, do you remember that? The original slide box is like you had to attach it to the antenna, the antenna screws on oh, the back of yeah, the yeah. TV. Yeah. TV and slide up TV. Yeah. And it would slowly go to like snow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, my, my favorite SNES memory has almost nothing to do with the games themselves. Because mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys I was buddies with in college, uh, they had the SNES. They only had one game, Street Fighter, mm-hmm. uh, which we would play incessantly. Yeah. One, I think the story goes that um, they had switched out the audio cables to to work them through the TV, yep. so they could at least listen to what to a uh, football game or a basketball game um, while they were playing. Because it's like you know, you know, we can listen to the game and catch up with the score, but you know, right. I'm, I'm going to beat your ass in Street Fighter. And um, we just got back from lunch, you know, pop on the SNES, get you know, pick our characters and all that, and um, turn up the volume on the TV and. It was porn. <laughs> <laughs> the Ginger Lynn classic Miami Spice. Nice. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? This actually works well, you know. We're you know, pounding on Chun-Li nice. with, uh, you know, Blanca. <laughs> Put that super kick that Chun-Li does <laughs> during, like, the orgasms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't it funny? You know, when she, when she actually hit anybody, though, didn't it always sound like you suck? Yeah. You suck! You suck! You, you know the funny thing, too, is you get vague because, you remember, handsome fighters never lose battles. That was his line. <laughs> I was always Blanca because I always liked the big furry green guys. R.E. Pro Wrestling for the NES. Yeah, I was always go. Amazon, yeah. so... I, I always played as Ken. Ken? Yeah. I was a Rio man. How about it? Well, the only, the only difference between the two that I could find out was the, the throw. 
Ryu is just you know down and over the foot. Yep. Ken right. would grab them, roll, and then throw. Them. Right, right. And I guess eventually later on it was um, Ken's uppercut was better, and then Ryu's fireballs were better. Oh, okay. They, that's how they did it later. Yeah. My, actually, my favorite college game back then was the old NBA GM series. Oh god. We used to oh, play yeah. those, and we got the tournament edition where you could do like the you know the full court shot. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh my, he's on fire! Boom, shot the lockout. <laughs> oh, those are great. I loved you know we'd be blasting that game, and of course we'd have to turn it down during quiet hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. those are fun. Di- those are fun times. Oh, good lord! Was, yeah, that was one of the first games you could ever shatter the um, shatter the back. Yep. Yes, yeah, you shattered the backboard at that point. Yeah. You know what games I always hated, and it didn't really evolve that well for um, for you know the next gen systems. Baseball. Yeah, I freaking right, hate the baseball games that they came out with because everything was like, okay, you gotta run, gotta run. I see the shadow, and that was nowhere near where the ball was. Hockey going. and football were probably the two best genres. Oh, hockey, yeah. yeah, and soccer. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, soccer is nothing more swingers. than hockey. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna hit Wayne Gretzky here. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, look at him. Hey, look at him. He's like bleeding like a little bitch, Mikey. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> um, any any other favorite games that you got? Any any notes on any games? Uh, I think of. I got one for you. I All got right, one too. All right, Mike, go ahead. Chrono Trigger. Okay. In my opinion, the best RPG to come out for any of the early consoles. All right. I mean, because it, it was, I think it was one of the first RPGs to ever have multiple endings. It had like 12. Oh, um, nice. Uh, yeah. Depending on what you So did. they didn't just kind of force you into one direction then? Right, no. You could, uh, you could like, um, there was one time where, th- there was one part where the main character dies. Mm-hmm. You can either try and find some way to bring him back, or you can go on to the fight the end guy, and then, you know. So it, yeah. 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 Yeah, actually, um, I remember my favorite RPG game at the time was Fantasy Star 2. Okay. Oh, yeah. For the Sega Genesis. And I remember that was a great game. Oh, yeah. And I remember, because I remember you had this one character who was just, like, getting, like, you know, souped up. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. really fast. And you find out she's a clone of another one, and they end up killing her off. <laughs> and it, like, changed the whole storyline. Right. Which is actually kind of cool. The storyline of the game was actually really good. <laughs> um, I remember that was a good one. Yeah. My favorite game that came out of that era was uh, Yoshi's Island. Oh yeah, uh, which is yeah. just—it's—it's it's an SNES game, but you wouldn't be able to tell because the graphics on it mm. are. Mm. I mean, this is prior. I mean, keep on. This is prior to Donkey Kong Country, which really was. Uh, just, I think the advent of what you could redo right, yeah. Yeah. your graphics oh, yeah, when you can when you can repolygon your your graphics right. to make it look better on an older generation system. We're going to get into that in a second, though. Yeah. Uh, but Yoshi's Island has got some of the most intricate backdrops. Yep. Mm. It, it looks like a cartoon. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it, it it's amazing, too, because you think, Yoshi? Really? <laughs> yeah. It's Yoshi and Baby Mario. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's great. It, it's just, it's a fun game. It's like it's like any Mario game. It's all side-scrolling yep. with ups and downs and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but Yoshi is a, is a very fun character to play. Mm-hmm. I love when you eat the villains and then shat them out as a uh, <laughs> <laughs> And everything is based on whether or not you can keep Mario on your back. Yeah, but, and Yoshi's a badass. Yeah. yeah. He looks cute, but damn, he's got that appetite, right. man. But in terms of, like, Genesis games, I didn't have the loyalty to Sega that I ever, that I ever had for Nintendo. Right. Even to this day, you know... I'm a Nintendo fan. I yeah. love Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, it's, I did too. I just never had a chance. It was either one or the other at the time. Right. So, actually, one of the other games for Genesis was Toe Jam and Earl. Yep. Oh. Remember Toe Jam and Earl? Oh, God. God. Those two characters, they were kind of funny. That was a great game because it was just so fu- it was just so out there. Honestly, right, you know? I kind of think that one was inspired by Beavis and Butthead. Oh, no. Oh, sure. Oh, dear. Um, so, what about other good consoles that came out? And mainly, they all can they all come out at the same time. Right. Early nineties, you had the SNES, you had the Genesis, um, and then later on, when these technology really started to, to blossom, best consoles that came out around that time, 
N64, PS1, PlayStation 1. The original PlayStation. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. Absolutely. That was when I tell you, I remember getting the PlayStation for the first time. Yeah. And I used to love that thing. I remember I got it for Christmas. And um, I'm trying to think what else. That was another Christmas gift I got. And uh, I'm trying to think what games I had for it. Um, got Tekken 2. Uh huh. That was when that first came out. Um, that was one of the first games I had to play on it. Love that game. Because the intro was just so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a great intro. Um, I also had one of the Madden games. I think it was okay. 97. Oh, yeah. That was actually yeah. a great intro, too. But, um, oh, I love the PlayStation. It was so fun. And it was one of the original ones that didn't have, like, that had the audio video cables in the back. Yeah. Oh, instead of, like, the, con- the composite when they on the back? It, had, it actually had the red, you know, before you had to actually buy a separate, the yeah. PlayStation 1 it actually yeah. had, so I could take any cables I wanted and yeah. plug it in, so I had one of the early models. Cool. It was great. Cool. I'm going to jump for at my absolute drop-down favorite game for the PlayStation 1, Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just, it, I thought out of all the plays, uh, all the Final Fantasies, it's the one that kind of, kind of mixed um, fantasy with sci-fi mm-hmm. the best, and it created these just characters that have grown and become much more than the game that they... I mean, they got Cloud, Sephiroth, yep. Vincent. I mean, yep. these, all these characters have, got, have have gotten huge fan followings. Yeah. I remember the I mean, the build-up for that game when it came out. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. And I think that when it got released, I mean, there were definitely two camps. Oh. You know, your camp, which loved the game. Mm-hmm. And then the camp that was like, but we're in next-gen technology now. We should be able to do stuff like voiceovers and mm-hmm. why are right. I still reading text? Why is the game, you know... Was the game two discs as well? Three yeah. discs. Actually. Three discs. You know what I like about the game is like the music still sucked. <laughs> it was still like bit, bit, bit. It's like you have so much process, they could have put like a nice orchestral soundtrack to it, and it, I don't know, it just didn't work. I still love the uh, victory theme, though. Okay. <laughs> but uh, actually, I gotta say, my favorite all-time PS game was Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Yeah. I loved when I, I remember we used to play the Metal Gear games, and when that one came out, I was like waiting and waiting and waiting. And because you could finally play a snake, but you could do so much things like like you could like you know like hide behind walls. Um, what else could you do? You know, you could like swim around. You know, get disguises. You know, different weapons. It was just yep. so much fun. You know, just the characters were great. Yep. And it actually went back to different storylines in the first game. Like mm-hmm. you know, when you found out that Gray Fox was still alive. Okay. I mean, he became the cyborg ninja. <laughs> you know, it was kind of interesting. And of course, then you find out you have a brother that was cloned. You know, yeah. It got that whole plot situation. You know? My favorite game from the PlayStation was Parasite Eve. Parasite that was mm. a good game. What a great game. I mean, that was my intro, really, to PlayStation. Yep. Uh, and I'm not a big I'm not a big RPG guy only because I, just the turn-based system, to me, just feels unrealistic for a video game. Mm. But I enjoy... The story was so deep. And for the first time, I really get to enjoy a really, like, well-thought-out, really right. horrifying story yeah. on a home console, right. which is, you know... It, that's a kid's domain. You know, what, what yeah. the hell is this, this bloody video I'll game I like the turn-based system for a minute, because what, the reason why I did that was making you thinking how you can do your strategy. Right. right. And that's what I liked about it, because, you know, would you use magic? If you got a big, powerful character, we're going to make sure someone's ready to heal you, because this guy could take out all three of you in one shot. Yep. So that's what I liked about turn-based, because it made you think about how am I going to attack. I mean, I love action games, too, but these would make you actually think. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. What I liked about it. I, it just pisses me off, because the, the, the PS1 sequel mm-hmm. never got released in America. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. But it's just, I mean, it's just so, I mean, the game itself is so 
Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I have words to describe it. It's, it's and that, that kind of and that kind of took off from the first Resident Evil game. Yeah, yeah. kind of the same idea, yeah. um, but it used like RPG elements to kind of like make up for it. And I remember the first Resident Evil game that came out. You had like you know the actually live action people. Oh yeah, it's yeah. funny. They, it's funny if, if you go on IMDb.com to look that up. Mm-hmm. Those guys apparently that's not their real. They have like these all these fake like actor <laughs> names. Like it's like Bobby and like you know Cindy. You know that's all it is. They don't have their full name on there, which is interesting. Well, but you the cutscenes are just so bad. Like at one point, you see the helicopter take off, and the guy playing Chris Revel just goes, "No, don't go!" <laughs> and it's just, and just the voice acting was hideous. I have such a love hate relationship with Resident Evil because I think that story wise, awesome game, absolutely, absolutely. awesome absolutely. game, play value wise, awesome game. I fucking suck. It's Resident Evil. <laughs> That's why the I, I, first time I popped it into my PlayStation, I think you loaned me like Resident Evil Two. Yep. I'm like, okay, ready to go, kick some ass. And within three seconds, I wasn't able to point my gun properly and got eaten by zombies. Yeah, <laughs> really. I remember the second one. That when the second one came out, that was great because you actually had a chance to play as two characters. Yeah, right. But the funny thing was, it was what? done in a way where you played, say, if you played as Leon. Okay, it was Leon and Claire. Yep. You could play as Leon, and then you go back and play it again as Claire. Because you're playing Claire, like, what was she doing while you were playing as Leon? You uh-huh. get the idea? And then you could vice versa. Then play Claire, then play Leon. And it's like the whole game kind of, like, kind of put together. That was a great... That was actually... I thought it was brilliant. Well, couldn't couldn't you play as two players in the in the first one as well? You played as Jill and you played as... Right. Who else? Right. Um, uh, Chris Redfield. That's right. 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 And they just changed the storylines in each one. Yeah. But it had... A, Multiple different endings, like if you say Barry or yeah. if you didn't or whatever. But what I liked about the second one is they kind of expanded on that, right? Yeah, where you can play as Leon first, and you go back and play as Claire. It's like, okay, when you played as Leon first, now you're going to play as Claire. What was she doing during this time? And you see how <laughs> yeah. you see how the plot kind of and it was done brilliantly. Right. Oh yeah, uh, that game used to scare the living shit out of me. <laughs> I remember when um, I was playing. I remember Bill came over to watch because Bill was a huge Resident Evil fan, and we were playing the second one near the end. Yeah, and all of a sudden this thing called the liquor would come down. Yeah, and it just falls out of the ceiling. We all like jumped. <laughs> I had never jumped so hard in my life in a game like that. Yeah, I changed my shorts after. Do, that you, one. do you remember though when they when um the, the the licensing for Resident Evil switched from play from Sony to Nintendo and oh. Bill shat himself because he no! was he didn't own a GameCube. <laughs> it's like I can't play I can't play these games. <laughs> and for like when they finally got the licensing back for Sony. Yep. The games had already been out for like a year. Right. But we were getting these constant reminders, hey, Resident Evil's coming out, Resident yep. Evil's coming out, Resident Evil's coming out. Like, shut up, I don't care, I it's played funny. it already. I sold my 3DO to get a GameCube. I sold my 3DO to get a GameCube. I put that money toward it, I got rid of everything. I actually, it paid for, at the time, it was still worth something. Yeah. So it actually paid for half of it. Nice. Oh, great, nice. Um, but N64, you guys got any favorites or... Um, Star, um, Star Fox. Okay. 64, that was a good one. When everything had basically, insert title here, 64. Yep. <laughs> Star Fox 64, Goldeneye 64, Super, uh, Mario Suit 64. Um, Role-playing game 64, you know, it was anything. Actually, I'm going to go on to Leg- uh, Legend of Zelda again. Okay. Ocarina of Time. That was I love that game. Uh, In fact, we actually have a, um, a we, we've got like, the when uh, Wind Waker came out, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we, got we got the demo too. disc. Yeah, yep. I, I got that one too. And we were able to play it on the GameCube. Yep. What an awesome game! Even now, it's still an awesome oh, yeah. game because you played on the Wii can with I just, all the. Can I just say, who fucking hated the Water Temple? <laughs> oh, yeah. I hated that goddamn temple. Oh god, it yeah. Was the, and people still say that was one of the worst areas in a game ever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because it was just you were just lost. You didn't know where you were going. I, I got kind of pissed off a few times at um 
at opponent of the horse. Cause oh, yeah. It was so hard. To, like, sometimes, in order to make her jump over a fence, you had to land her out just perfectly. And if you were just up, like, two degrees, yeah. you would not, you would, like, pull up short. And I'm like, what the fuck? Anybody ever get that big sword that you had to get? The one yeah. that you had to, like, oh, yeah, the... forge? You had to go, and if you didn't do it once, forget it, you never got it. Oh, yeah, and it broke after, like, two times. Yeah, but then yeah. you could make one where it would harden. You could use it all the time. It would yeah. never break. Well, you know, Mike, just pissed on you. you if know? you ever, I mean, if you ever wanted to get revenge on Epona, you played just the very beginning of Majuro's Mask, which sucks. The game is just, it's unplayable. Yeah. But at the very beginning, Epona is essentially slaughtered while, <laughs> while Link watches. You know, the funny thing is about, it, I remember the, um, I always like playing as the older Link. Yeah. And the younger yeah. Link. Oh, yeah. yeah, me too. You know, it was like you had to play all this shit just to get through to the older Link. You right. Know, you finally pulled this big sword out and. But, I mean, the game itself is... And, and that's, you know, we were talking earlier about, like, the top-down Zeldas. Right. This was really the introduction of the... 3D. Yeah, the 3D Zelda. Right. Where now the world's completely open to you. Well, and Super Mario 64 did the same thing. Exactly. That was the... They really kind of yeah. took their two biggest genres yeah. and really, really took it to the next level. And, and it worked. Yeah. And, you know? but honestly, one of my favorite parts of Ocarina of Time is... Possible spoiler if you haven't played the game... Yeah. But when you find out the the true identity of Sheik, yep, yep, yeah, I, I mean that was actually the first time that they'd actually give Zelda an actual role instead of just being the just game stand there, Exa- the yeah, castle. just kind of hanging out in the last castle, Here's exactly. The triangle, right? <laughs> no, this, this is the only triangle you're going to be getting, by the way. Enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love, absolutely love it. But you know, you're Mike. You're absolutely right. It's it's nice to see Zelda actually being a part of the game. Right. Yeah. Um, and eventually, I think they gave her playable uh, status and some other stuff. Like, uh, I think in Wind Waker, Super Smash Brothers, everybody is good. You know? Right. Oh, yeah. I think I have a character in there, if I'm not <laughs> mistaken. Um, so the N64 gave us, uh, well, it gave, you know, one of my favorite, like, tie-in, just crass mass marketing, uh, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. the game was awesome because it was like your first real X-Wing and um, Snowspeeder type yeah, game. Snowspeeder, that, that yeah. was like the first thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was supposed to be like a tie-in between what, Empire and Jedi or something like that. It's, yeah, it's, it takes place in between uh, J- Empire and Jedi, like you said. Um, Dash Rendar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a great name. Yeah, Dash Rendar. I'd actually use that for porn. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that one because there's no Shizor anywhere in it. Yeah. yeah. But the funny thing is later on they came out with like the X-Wing, the, um, the other X-Wing games, those uh, Rebel... Oh, for the, for the GameCube. Rebel and those Souls. games are awesome. No, but they came out one for Nintendo 64, too. Yeah. I remember that was actually a really good one. Huh. Because they tried to expand on that engine. Yeah. And there was uh, GoldenEye as well. Oh, oh. GoldenEye. The, if you want to go to, like, the textbook, perfect first-person shooter, multiplayer game. Oh, GoldenEye. GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My name's Bond. James Bond. In fact, um, last year, Cracked had a, uh, Cracked.com had this article about how the video game industry is trying to rip you off. Yeah. And one of the things they brought up was multiplayer games. Because now multiplayer, you can play multiplayer as long as, um, Mike, you're sitting in your house. Mm-hmm. Mike, you're sitting in your house. Yep. I am sitting in my house. We all have a connection, and all three of us spent $60 to buy the new Grand Theft Auto game. Right. Right. GoldenEye, split screen, four ways, everybody plays. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, the thing I liked about the, um, the N64 they had the four ports, mm-hmm. which was oh, yeah. brilliant because oh, yeah. for even for PlayStation, you had to buy like the expansion port. I had one. Yeah. Or um, 
I mean, I think even for Nintendo, mm. there were some, you know, there's certain things where you had to actually buy yeah. an expansion port for yeah. it. But having them right there, and they yeah. did it for the, they mm-hmm. did it for the um, GameCube. GameCube, thank you. Yep. Uh, and you don't really need it for the Wii. No. But, but, but they do have the four ports on top. Yes, they do. Yeah. I actually, and actually last now, night. And actually now... Um, PlayStation Three has four, like, has four like the USB ports mm. to charge. So if you had to, if you had to charge all four of your controllers, you got four ports right there. That's that's which awesome. Is nice. So I mean, there I mean a lot of the game systems now I think catching up to that. You know, because yep. I think they're trying to expand the multiplayer thing. I'm getting a little off subject here, but the multiplayer thing is supposed to be like one of the next generation things, right? Mm. And like I said, you and me could probably play a Wii game someday if you're when you're online. You yeah, know? exactly. But we it, it requires we both own the same game. We exactly. both laid out money for that game. Right. And that's, the thing is, Goldeneye. I mean, I remember we used to go to your basement and play that game, yep. and it was like everyone would contribute a six pack, right? And we'd all have our uh, breath enhancers, our sour cream and onion potatoes. Oh, yes, that was a good time. Then we watched the Man Show after, exactly. You know? And it was just nothing but this great, like you know, smelly potato chips, beer, and and, and Goldeneye. That was, was awesome. those, those were our man nights, I believe. We were all guys. I miss those days. God, that's back when we were all single. Yeah. Good God. But actually, I'll tell you one of the other fun games we used to play too. And this is actually in college. I'll go back to PlayStation yep. for a moment. Um, Twisted Metal 2. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was one of the best games you could play. I'll tell you right now, when you had a few beers in you, yep. it was even more fun. <laughs> I, remember, I remember one time I, I, I kind of cheated and I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. I unlocked the big, huge behemoth yeah. character, oh. whatever that big, huge uh, character was. And I was just like, he's like, where'd you fucking get that? I said, I'm going to kick the ass out <laughs> And I was just blowing him all away because it was so hard to kill that character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, Except he had Warthog. That was the yeah. only one. Or they, remember the one guy that was like had like two arms stuck in the big wheels. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I remember those fun. Those games were fun. My my favorite part about the PlayStation was because you had the memory cards. Yep. You didn't need cheats anymore. All no. you needed to do was know somebody who got further in the game than you did. Copy that. Copy yep. that that file. Yeah. And you well, were good to go. That's what sucked about. That's what sucked about when you rented like Genesis games or Nintendo games. Like if I went to like you know the video store and rented a game and started playing and getting into it, I had to return it. Yeah. If I went back a week later, that game could have been erased. Yeah. And all that work you did in that game was like gone. At least when you play a PlayStation game, you just put it on your disc, yep. save it, and then you can go back and get it again a few weeks later. And S- speaking of renting games, and this is, you know, Mike and I actually met when I worked at a video store. You used to come in and rent the video games. Yep. Well, adopt the video. Yes, God. <laughs> um, let me ask you a question. Mike, this, this question goes to you as well. Have you guys ever read the instruction manual when playing a video game? Nope. Yes, actually. Re- okay. I, I, I didn't really read it so much as learning how to play the game uh-huh. as much as wanting to find out, like, read the backstory okay. and find out right. the yeah. All right. I would go back, if I had no idea what I was doing, I got totally lost, then I'd go back and try to look up what I had to do. Yeah. The only reason why I asked that is because when I worked at Adopt a Video, around the time you were coming in and rent video games, I would have parents bitch and fucking moan that there was no um, there was no instruction manual in the game. How are the kids supposed to learn? Oh, I don't know. Uh, play around with the game like yeah. normal people. Well, a lot of times, you know, games basically had options where you could you could find out what controls were what, or right? You'd revamp them, yeah. right? So, but that's it's just that's just a side note. Right. One game we didn't really touch on with um, well, there are two games actually with PlayStation we didn't touch on. Okay, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I've got nothing to say about it. No. I, I played it. It was okay. It didn't really do anything for me. That was more of actually. That was good for the kids. Though. Yeah, because yeah. it was right. clean cut and it was right. fun. And you know they could really get into if it. If you really want a good kids game, I go with Spyro the Dragon, which is yeah. it, it's it's fun to play. You get all your superpowers the and all that. Thing about Spyro is they started out great and then just slowly descended into shit. Yeah, you know that's what it was. Because remember, by the last one, it was just they got terrible reviews. Yeah, um, but like the first one was genius. So they kind of went about those things. And they had um you know the, well the first two are really good. Right. Um, and I mean, in fact, uh, up to about two years ago, Autumn was still loaning those games out to people with the PlayStation Two, yep. because the PlayStation Two games all sucked horribly. Mm, yeah, but the PlayStation One games are all great. Yeah, yeah. 
the one the one memory I have of Crash Bandicoot is I just remember seeing commercials of him, and you know they were kind of hyping him up, and I was like, okay, so Sega's got uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Nintendo's got Mario. They're trying to push this guy on onto us as Sony at PlayStation's kind of mascot. Yeah, he never really worked as well. No, uh, well, the problem with that was is that they never show the cartoon version. They always show some jackass in a uh, costume. Hi, yeah. I'm the Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah. With, with like the like the head just kind of cut out, so yep. you get like the man's face. But what about um, we we didn't really touch on Tomb Raider, right? Right. I mean, the real thing I walk away from when I think about PlayStation One Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider 2, um, unrealistically enormous boobs for an adventurer. Yeah, How do you climb a mountain with those things? I can't. But no. it really, it, I mean, honestly, it was one of the first kind of 3D adventure games. Oh, yeah. Right. So I remember it was the first one was hard as hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember, fine. actually, I remember in college, I was playing it, and um, all my, my roommates, we'd all, we'd all sit down and watch. We'd all yeah. take turns playing it. Yeah. And at one point, our buddies, some of our buddies would come over. One time we had a night where we had 12 of us just watching the damn game and just taking turns <laughs> switching off on it. And I remember this was one part, we were just stuck on there for like two hours. I remember we stayed up till 3 o'clock in the morning, and we yeah. actually finished the damn game. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and we were like, and of course we're like tired, a few beers in us, and I'm, like, I remember my buddy, he's up like, you know, you know how when you get up and get to do it, the controller goes like over your head, yeah, mm. you know, and he's like, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, you know, and it was start just so moving funny. the controller like it means something. Yeah. And the best part was, we actually, had, as soon as we beat the game, security came knocking on the door and saying, you guys gotta keep it down. <laughs> it was a Saturday night, but still, it was like really late. Oh, it was fun. But after all that work, really, you deserve a strip tease. Oh, it, it's God. really. I know. I need. wanted to see some digital boobies. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, but. That T-Rex stage was impossible. Oh, God. You just basically had to shoot and kept walking back. My, yeah. my favorite part about those games, though, was the um, the training, mi- the, just like the training segment. Oh, yeah. Where you had to run around the butler, and the butler is, like, beyond decrepit. Yeah. He's just, you're running and he running. Like, and he's hunched just, over, he's hunched over with the plate right. in his hands. <laughs> but every time you pass him, you just hear, like, this... <laughs> <laughs> You just want to see him just kick him once. Oh, God. He, made, he, he makes Abe Simpson look like Zac Efron, for Christ's sake. Oh, Christ. Alfred kick his ass. Oh. You know what, though? Jarvis. As great as that is, we, we do have one Hall of Shame mm-hmm. we have to bring up. And, we you know, it wouldn't be Geek Salad if we didn't bring this up, but Superman 64. Oh, God. Did you ever play it? Oh, yeah. I remember just trying to get through those fucking rings. Yeah. That was just, in, like, control was awful. You know, it was just God. It was just crap. Have you played Superman sixty four? I never played that Superman sixty four. Superman sixty four kind of ranks in there as among some of the worst video games ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, e. T. Yep. You know, um, there was also a truck game that came Atari Pac Man. Remember that truck game that came out for the PC? Well, there's Big Mother Truckers, which is awful. No, but this is another one. It was one. It was this one game came out like. Um, um, it says, like, uh, your winner. Okay. And, like, the lights were, like, way off from the thing. You could, like, remember? You could, like, I don't know if I showed the video of it. Like, at one point, you'd stop, try to turn around, all of a sudden, the, the screen starts spinning, like, really, really crazy. That was actually Big Mother Truckers. No, okay, no, we saw a review on GameStop for that. It was, no, it was, uh, no, it was not Big Mother Truckers. Right. I'm telling you right now. It was another all game. Right. It was some game that it was, like, Big Rigs or something like that. But the thing with Superman 64 is, I mean, when you, and we, we've made no secret that there is really very, with, with very, very few exceptions, no such thing as a good uh, video game based on a comic book property. Right. Mm. This is def- this this right there is, is proof. That is proof in the pudding right there. So far, there's only been two games that I've seen that have been decent. Batman Arkham Asylum. Yep. And Spider-Man 2 actually wasn't too, too bad. Yeah, because that was um, the open GTA. Right. I'll say Spider-Man Web of Shadows is actually really good, is too. It? Yeah. I heard that was really good. Yeah. Um... But even, I mean, even with these generation games, like the original Batman, wasn't bad for a side-scroller. No. no. Hard, but good. 
Yep. No, I've just got another web, um, Hall of Shame entry for mm. us. Go for I, it. I just thought of it now. The uh, Game Boy 3D. Oh my god, I totally forgot oh, about you mean the, Game the Boy Virtual 3D. Boy? Virtual Boy, yeah. Yeah, we actually, we actually won one for free in like a raffle or something. <laughs> you won nothing. <laughs> All we had was like a Wario Tennis or something. That was the only game we had for it. I couldn't play it for too long without getting a headache. Oh my yeah, god, that was the biggest issue with it. Yeah, that was the thing is like that. That's probably Nintendo's biggest failure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it, the funny thing was too. I guess they they had, they had pumped so much money into that thing, and between all the seizures and all right. the you know kids going blind and everything like that, I got to the point where when they do like the electronics exhibitions, yeah. the guy who who created it. It's his mark of shame. It's his shame ribbon. Yep. Had to actually stand there and like try to talk it up. <laughs> With his head down. Just this is a guy who invented the original Game Boy, right. and he did this. And oh, you know, it would have been great if it was like if it had like the graphics of like the Game Boy Color or the Game Boy Advance. If you right. could actually put that thing on and done that. I remember the angry video game nerd tried to do it. He said he couldn't even like you know videotape it right because you had no ports or anything. Right. Exactly. It's it was just it's a bad idea. I mean, virtual reality games. That was supposed they, to be one of the big things. And that was the, the big time. property yeah. in the nineties were right. these virtual reality games that just. Never took off, right? Yeah. And thank God they didn't, because you know we that those are just those are just things we should not, as mere mortals, be meddling in. <laughs> yep. Um, but nice little transition, because now we can talk about the bad stuff. Yes. yes. Oh God, consoles. Um, the creme de la crap. Oh <laughs> Jesus. Let's get started with uh, the the forerunner of the eighties. Atari. Yes. They had. They realistically speaking, when you think of Atari, you think they've had one good system, the twenty six hundred. Yep. Um, the Atari Lynx came out around the time the Game Boy came out. Yep. And you guys don't have much experience with. I know. never played it, but I remember seeing it was. I guess probably like the screen was just so bad. It was like it was like hard to like actually see the graphics. Yeah. On it. it was. Um. I actually when I got my Game Boy, um, kid I went to school with got the Lynx, and yep. he and I would have like this Hatfield McCoy type war over which was better. I liked mine because mine didn't suck. <laughs> His was "quote unquote" better because it was color. It yep. did have color graphics. Um, you could sh- toggle between left and right hands, mm-hmm. which I'm left-handed, and I've never had an issue playing standard-issue video game controllers. Yeah, ever. Uh, I mean, the Atari, the Atari is one thing, but you know, the NES. Every si- freaking fifteen button thing that they've come out with now, right. I can play all that with yeah. you know Easy. as a normal human being. You yes. know, despite my deficiency as being left-handed. <laughs> um, but the thing was the batteries. You know, we talked about like the four AA yeah. batteries for oh, the yeah. Game Boy. Some Five hours. Oh god, I can't believe how awful this is. Try like four D batteries. Yeah. On uh, uh, the ga- on the links. Yeah, it was huge. That lasted maybe two hours. Have you ever bought D batteries They're recently? Huge. They're huge and they're expensive. Yeah. And they weigh a ton. Yeah. Oh, so um, in that fight, I was the winner. Oh, I'm sure in that one. Yeah. Cause yeah. Look, look at the Game Boy now. Yeah, know. exactly. But what about the Atari Lynx? Yep. Their last, their last hurrah, a home system. Oh, I mean Jaguar. Uh, Jaguar. Jaguar. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. The Jaguar. And that was they were supposed to. That was supposed to be like 64 bits at the time. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> because then they, you know, it just came out with a bunch of crappy games. Yeah. Um. And I remember, uh, then they tried to come up with the CD attachment. Yeah. I guess apparently never worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were so many problems. I know, what's his name? That angry Nintendo nerd, video game nerd, bought like three of them. None yeah. of them worked. Because yeah. he's going to try to show us games on it. You got this red screen of like death, you know. Well, it's interesting because, you know, and when we get further into the 90s, there's so many CD consoles that kind of came and went because mm-hmm. they all suck. 
And when you really think about it, why did it take so long to perfect the CD? I know Nintendo originally had Sony on board to do their CD system. And then that fell and through. And then they, it fell through, so they went with, with one more round of cartridges. Right. Which, you know, in terms of load time, is so much better. Oh, but, yeah, right. um, Yeah, I mean, look, look at some of the systems that came out. The Turbo Graphics. Well, uh, Turbo Graphics still had cartridges. Oh, that was still cartridges. Oh, it still had cartridges slash, and they're like little cards, too. Yeah. It was like two of each. And, I mean, that wasn't actually, I mean, it was a, it was an okay system, but at the time it was a little too, little too late. Yep. Because, but um, there was actually some decent games on there. I know it's on the Wii... Um, the Wii, uh, WiiWare? WiiWare is on there, too. Um, there was a few decent games. I remember there was actually a, um, a rip-off of, uh, Zelda called yeah. Utopia. Yeah. It was, it was a total rip-off. Oh, Jesus. All, all I can um, remember is Bonk's Adventure. Bonk's Adventure. That was actually a good game. The, you know, the big little caveman, the big-ass head. Yeah. And, of course, you eat the meaty gill all, like, you know, crazy. Yeah. You know? yeah, big red head. Those were fun games. Um, I'm trying to think what else came out. Then there was, um... Well, then with the Sega CD. The Sega CD. Did you oh, play that? Well, the thing is with Sega CD is, I mean, with because they made all those expansion ports to the Genesis. Yep. <laughs> and, and this is, I mean, it's one thing, like, around this time, Nintendo was still doing the SNES. And they right. came out with Super Mario, uh, Super Donkey Kong Country, which was phenomenal. Because oh, they yeah. figured out a way to revolutionize graphics using their existing, their existing technology. Yep. Sega, on the other hand, decided, well, we can just make better games right. by putting more add-ons to the system. So, yeah, the Sega CD, which was a side port. Um, yeah, you could put, like, the first original one, you could put, like, on t- connected on top. Yeah. And then the other one was kind of like a side one when they ma- remade the Sega Genesis. Yep. And um, I remember the games were just horrible. Like, like, there might be like one or two good ones, but I remember it was like half the screen, right? Like, these little itty bitty screens. But they had, had like, nothing to do. They, they had nothing to do with better graphics or better processing power or anything like that. They were simply a lot of same them games on videos, right? Which yeah. they never had at the time, so it was kind of a big thing. But the games just didn't play well, right? Right. Uh, what about the 32x? That was another awesome. attachment. Yep. That actually mushroom. had its own, yeah the mushroom that had its own little plug. I remember you had like so many plugs coming out of the back of the damn thing. Yeah. You couldn't fit them all on a, sp- on a strip. Yeah. Um, and it, it tried to be really good, but it just didn't make it. Well, the only the, game they had was Virtual Fighter. Right. That was the only one that really. But did the, well. the joke with the 32 was the 32x rather was that it wasn't 32 bit graphics. It was 16 graphic. It was a 16 graphic card stacked on top of a 16 graphic card, right. which in the way things work, that doesn't add up to 32. Yeah. Right. Um. And then the Sega Saturn. Yep. Which I had. Oh, good lord. Please. <laughs> um, honestly, I when I was thinking about this, I was r- racking my brain trying to remember what games I had for it. And I could re- only remember three. Mm-hmm. Um, Panzer Dragoon. Okay. Which yep. was actually a very fun that was game. That one of their better ones. Yeah, it was like a, you were, uh, kind of a flight sim on back of a dragon. Yeah. And there was um, Die Hard Arcade, okay. which had nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> no funny thing is, the funny thing is, in that game, you're left-handed. Yeah, and then that one, you know, first time you had a first-time shooter where the gun is on this, you know, on the left-hand yeah. side. You yeah. know, you, you don't even play John McClane. I don't know why it's called Die Hard because <laughs> it's not Die Hard. What are you, Shecky, the security guard? <laughs> I don't know, but you can play two players in you're that: a male and a female. <laughs> uh, the male character kind of looked a little bit like him. Yeah, that's about the only connection this had to it. So him. skinny guy balding. And you're like trying yeah, to wife beater. Yeah, you're trying to rescue yeah. the, pre- the president's daughter, I guess. And <laughs> Was she kidnapped by ninjas? <laughs> Terrorists, actually, I think. Oh, come on! It's more fun with ninjas. <laughs> but at the at the end, final level, if there were two players, yeah, the the two characters had to fight each other for you know to be the sole recipient of the president's daughter's gratitude. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and the only other game I could remember was actually the last Sega Saturn game that was released in the U.S. Yeah. that I bought. 
Magic Knight Ray Earth, which okay. is based on an anime. Okay. And just pretty much just standard fighting game with standard fighting um, magic. It actually did have some um, actual voice voiceovers. Okay. Um, they weren't the actual characters from the anime, so <laughs> it was different voices. Um, but you know, it, it was decent, but it was just kind of too little, too late. Oh dear. You know, the one thing about the Sega Saturn that I heard was good was that it actually could handle two-bit games better than the PlayStation. Right. Like mm-hmm. the fi- like the side school, like Marvel vs. Capcom, Street Fighter. It yeah. could actually handle those games a lot better. And they actually said that was a better system to play those games on. Oh, it's essentially because the, the frame rate's not... It does not it really shaky. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Let's get off of Sega for a second, because we are going to... We have to jump back on it for a yeah. second, but there's a couple of other systems that I think just warrant mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CDI... Yes, the CDI. We um, had crappy Zelda games. Oh, yeah, the awful Zelda games. They came with a Mario game, too, didn't yeah, they? Like a, a Mario, Mario Math or something. Yeah, it was awful. My only real experience... There, I Actually, not one. I have actually two really bad experiences with CDI. The first was the amount of commercials that I got. Uh, back in 1994, um, MST3K had their Thanksgiving weekend. 24 yep. hours of Mystery Science oh, Theater 3000. Yeah. Great weekend. All hosted by Adam West. How great could that be? Yes. Every commercial break had a CDI ad for their their game Burn Cycle. Oh yeah, yep. which I, I guess is unplayable. It's just it it tries to be full motion, yep. but it's just it's nonsensical. There's no cohesion at all in the game. I still remember. I still have those commercials running through my head. And yeah, there's this really freaky part where this guy had like his eyeballs pop out and explode or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, also there was supposed to be like kind of like the first like place you could watch movies that were on like CDs. Well, and that's the other experience was that like they came out with all these CD movies prior to DVD. Right, but they all look. They essentially looked like video game cutscenes, like grainy. Yeah, yeah from a, a CDI. Right. <laughs> you know, very grainy. Very... I remember they kept showing. They kept showing the, the commercial for planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, they kept showing that clip. Well, it's always funny too because Paramount has always been on the wrong side of history when it comes to these things. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, well, you know, we got to get to the next generation of video cassettes won't last forever. Let's do uh, let's do CDs. Okay, what are we going to do? Well, we've got this company that's got a uh, CDI. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. DVD. Fuck them. Let's go to Divix. <laughs> that was just it was brilliant just watching all the mistakes that Paramount made along the way. I'm honestly amazed they're still not holding on to like HD DVD just in case. <laughs> right. You know. You would be shocked. Just in case if that Blu-ray thing doesn't pan out for everybody else. Uh CDO uh, the 3DO. I own one. Yeah, I know. Did you buy that on uh, you bought that on eBay or did you buy that brand new? I bought that on eBay. Oh, I think you would have had to. Those like games are bucks, fucking bucks. expensive. Well they were well when it first came out. The system was like seven hundred bucks, and no one could afford it. How much were the games? Um, two hundred. No, they were, they were like they were sixty. They were like sixty bucks. I'm like that. Okay. So the problem was that was the issue with that thing. The system it was so high, but apparently it was it was actually kind of ahead of its time yeah. for that time frame because it really was could have been on top. It was just the price, and I actually had a few games for it that were actually really good. I remember Wing Commander Three, Heart yep. of the Tiger, and uh, Mark Hamill was in it. <laughs> And um, Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell and uh, what's his name? Uh, played Gimli. What the hell's his name? Uh, oh, Rick, John Reese Davis. Davis. Yeah, uh, he was in it too. I mean, just a lot of different uh, actors. And Ginger Lynn Allen was in that too. Really? Ginger Lynn was well, in it. My, the, the, the star yeah. of Miami Spice. My she was, she was actually she was actually your mechanic, which is kind of interesting. But okay. they never they never, took, <laughs> never went any further than that. No. With the grease old exactly. <laughs> You know who else is in that? Biff Tannen. Oh, jeez. Oh. Tom Wilson. He's, in, he was actually kind of, he's like the comic relief in the game. But anyway, that was a good one. Another good one. It came for the PC, but they revamped it on um, 3D. It was Star Control 2. Okay. 
And because um, they had like cutscenes and different music and different mm-hmm. voices, and actually it was really cool. Some of the voices are kind of interesting. Like there's one character called the Oars. Yep. They're like little fish characters, and they like talked in like this really weird voice. They're like, "I am so squishy to smell you." And it's like that, <laughs> it, it's actually pretty funny if you ever get to look up that character on YouTube. Right. But um, that was a great game. It also came out with um the character Gex. Okay. Remember the gecko? Yeah. With yeah. Uh, that starred Dana Gould as the voice, and actually that was one of their big games too. There was a few, but. Again, it, unfortunately, it was just too expensive. And when I bought all the games, actually, they were only like five bucks on eBay. Yeah. So it was actually, I got like a bunch of games for like right. cheap. No, neither, you didn't own it, did you, Mike? Oh, no. Neither no. did I. But you also own the Neo Geo, right? I didn't own a Neo Geo. Oh, I but, thought you'd bought them both. No, I didn't buy that one, but that was another expensive one. But actually, the games were good. Again, it was just too expensive. I, I think that, that was the one good. I was mistaking with the 3DO. Right. That the, the game system, the, the games cost a bundle because they were arcade quality games. Exactly. I mean, they were huge, huge cartridges. Yeah. I mean, they were like monsters. They were like the size of like an Atari. That's how right. big they were. But the thing about that system was they were trying to do things where like, but probably was arcades weren't going as, weren't doing as well. Whereas they had, like, the Neo Geo game systems in the arcade. Yeah. yeah. And you could get, like, your memory card from your home console, take it out, go to an arcade, put yeah. it in there, and play your game from there. So if you had any saves or anything like that, you could actually continue in the arcade, which I thought was actually a novel idea. Yeah. But again, the games, those games were over 150 bucks a pop. Yeah. Um, those were expensive. Right, exactly. And, and if you're going to be buying them, you better be staying at home playing them. And now you go on, like, what was it that does that... that not Gamefly, but that other game thing that they had on that online gaming thing you could play. Yeah, and um, they actually had them on there. They're actually some very good games. Yeah, it was just too bad. It was I mean, too you could pretty much them. go to any pizza joint in America, and they probably still have one of them. Yeah, like Papa that. G- that Papa Gino's have them all right, over the place. That and the Golden Tee Golf. You know? <laughs> those are two, those are those are arcade bar. You know, yeah, games. Uh, honestly, the only game I can remember from Neo Geo is I think that one started the Metal Slug series. Oh, it did. okay. And I believe it also started the um, the Fatal the uh, Fatal Fury games too. Oh yeah, that's right. Art of Fighting, all those games. Those were probably the two big names, right? Because SNK used to do a lot of stuff with them. Yeah, um, we got to jump back to Sega to yep. kind of close out this segment. Um, and this is to no disrespect who loved the system because I know Mike, you own that system yeah. and you owned it as well. Both of Mike's owned the system. I did not because I was poor. I think I just bought my PlayStation around the time you guys were buying your Dreamcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, Sony, the Sega Dreamcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, a good system. I just think that it came out at the worst possible it, time. Right. The yeah. problem was they were so screwed from some of the past failures that it just didn't go anywhere. But the sad thing is it had some great games. Oh, it really I remember did. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was probably one of the best fighting games ever. Yeah. Honestly, you had like 50-something characters you could choose from, and it was just great. Me and my brother could play Power Stone Yep. Another fighting game, but it was actually a 3D fighting game. Yep. You could play that for hours and hours on end. The characters were for kind of comical, cartoonish, but yep. they were fun. And the, you, and the stages were fully interactive. You could like run, grab a pole, swing around, and smack the guy. Nice. The nice, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I liked it because it was... It, it wasn't exactly a full next-generation step from like the PlayStation... Or the uh, N64. Well, actually, it was above those. Um, Wait, no, it definitely was above it. it was, but if, you, if, if it happened was PlayStation 2 and Xbox came out, and that killed it. Right, exactly. Yeah. But when whereas like PlayStation is a 1.0 generation system, right. and PlayStation 2 is a 2.0 generation system, uh, the Dreamcast really is a 1.5. Yeah. Right. It was it was better, right. but not better than the stuff that was coming out, and people knew was coming out. Right. right. Soul Calibur. Two was actually really Soul Calibur. Yeah. The first Soul Calibur was a great game for the Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. That was oh, yeah, that was really actually was. one of their best games. That was the other one, Shenmue. Did you ever play that one? Oh yeah, I, I have Shen, Shenmue. That was still. a good one. Um, it was interesting. I, I think I have a 
game, I have a game, it's kind of, kind of, not the greatest fighting game, but it's called Psychic Force 2012. Oh, I remember reading um, Very, you know, it's anime based, mm-hmm. um, but it's, um, the whole, the whole, the fighting arena was just a big 3D cube and your characters were flying around it and it was, yep. um, it was just kind of a fun little game. Uh, not the greatest game, but, you know. Holds a special plate in my heart. Yeah, there you go. I mean, the, the one I remember, and this is going back to Mike's basement, is Seaman. Oh, Seaman! <laughs> it was like yeah. the first. Re- it was like the first like updatable game, like updatable via the web game that you could play. And it really wasn't even like a playable game. It was like a Tamagotchi almost. Yeah. And but the funny thing was, um, you know who narrated it? Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. And um, the thing is, you had to keep the cage clean. You had to you know kind of take care of him, yep. feed him, or think it would die. But the thing about it was, once it evolved. You could talk to you. Yeah. And you got a microphone for those who ever had it. You got this little microphone you attached to the thing. And I remember you came over one night. Oh, yeah. I was showing you. I was like, this is actually pretty cool. But the best part was, like, each day he would ask you a different question about, like, your life or what you like to do. And I remember the one question was, um, was, um, so what is your favorite movie? And I, at the time, it just came out. I just said, we said American Pie. And this game had just, like, come out right around the same time. And, Seaman's response was, oh, so you like watching young teenagers make love to pastry. And we were just shocked because it just... I knew because the game was so updated that it actually knew that Exactly. Game. I think it also helped, too. We were a little oiled up from uh, from a couple of beers as well while we were watching <laughs> but it. We, but fell, we fell on the floor oh on that one. Oh, my God. That was, that was great. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those systems that it still has its defenders today. Yep. You know, I know you can still buy the games used. Yeah, and, and it's the still system, got a following. And the system oh, yeah. still has, um, you can still get a system on eBay. Right. I, I still have the system. I don't have the controller, but I have the system. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can buy the controller, like, dirt oh, tw- cheap uh, 20 now. bucks, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, find it. Oh, I'm sure you can find it cheaper than that somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. So, uh, if you have anything to add about our conversation about video games from the 90s, you know where to reach us, uh, geeksalad at yahoo.com. You can also send us a message on our Facebook group. Uh, it's uh, Geek Salad Podcast. That's the fan group. Uh, most likely, if you're listening to us, you're also already a friend of myself, uh, Mike C. or Mike G. So, uh, please let us know what we missed. Um, so, let's go to our regular segment, our new regular segment, our Salad Shills. Still right. looking for a different name. Uh, we're going to cut it down a little bit. I thought last last time's uh, 15 minutes was a little too much, right. so we're just going to uh, hit a couple of high points. Mike, you start. Uh, Mativo actually taped uh, the old, maybe old Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. yeah. Those like, little half-hour shows from the Dude, 80s. you love those. I love those horror-type things. I love those like Outer Limits, anything like that. I was watching Outer Limits, too. Yeah. Um, the 90s versions, which yep. I thought were pretty good. And um, also getting into Community. Yeah. Um, have you watched that show yet? I have. I, I, I didn't really like the first episode, but the second one got a lot better. Yeah. Mm. Uh, when they were in the Spanish class doing um, all this stuff. That was hysterical. Well, the whole so. thing with them just waving the flags and then having like the silly string fight. Right. That was pretty cool. I love Joel McHale. Yeah. Joel I McHale's love Joel McHale. I love the soup, too. So, yeah. Um, he's definitely making that show. Yeah. Uh, Mike, how about yourself? Well, first, um, as far as Tales from the Crypt, I remember Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, that was my yeah. favorite. Oh, God. I love that one. Oh, God. Old Nickelodeon. When yes. Nickelodeon was good. But anyway, um, I've been playing recently Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, which I think is a very fun game. I don't think it's quite as good as the first one. Um, some of the characters, I question why they're in there, and I wish they had some better alternate costumes, but 
it's definitely a better uh, definitely a better game if you can play it with other people. Okay, yeah. Like, I had Ultimate, uh, um, Ultimate Alliance 1, which I think I loaned to you, and I, I think, think I still have it. Yeah. Yeah. I have to get that back to you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I bought it for the PS3. So. Right. I love the alternate costumes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love the, alter- the alternate costumes for that. Um, but, it, it, yeah, you're right. It's better play with two people. Yeah, and this time, each character only has one alternate costume. Oh come on! And it's not. It's not always that great. Oh, that's horseshit. Like uh, Hulk. Like, Hulk becomes Red Hulk. That's it. Why not gray? It's red. Why not fix it? Because so, it's Ultimate Alliance. Uh, and red Hulk there. Yeah, and that's always. My, I, I, I hate the Ultimate series. I just it's just ruined everything about like the original. Some of it was okay. Some of it is way too far off the track. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, as far as TV goes, I've been watching. I recently bought the first season of. Uh, Another sci-fi channel show, not Battlestar Galactica. Uh, it's called Sanctuary. Um, I saw clips of that. Yeah, the second season is starting October 9th, actually. And it stars Amanda Tapping of Stargate SG-1 fame. Mm-hmm. But here she plays a 200-year-old English woman who um, kind of runs this the sanctuary, which kind of um, provides a safe haven for... Like Bigfoot and mermaids <laughs> and the strange, you know, yeah. they call them abnormals, the strange <laughs> people of the world. And they also ha- try and hunt down and protect people from the ones that don't mean us, um, you know, mean us some harm. Okay. Well, that's pretty interesting, and that's a good show on sci fi. I wow. enjoy it. Cool. Uh, as for myself, um, you know, I'm, as Mike mentioned, we've been watching Community. Um, I've gotten into Glee, which That's is a good show. it's a it's a cute yeah. show. Uh, this past episode, I, it was called Preggers, but it really should have been called Single Ladies because that goddamn song is still in my freaking head. <laughs> God, I hate you, Beyonce. Um, but there was a scene where they're trying to. It's, it, there's a couple things going on. Uh, one of the kids who's just desperately trying to not out himself to his dad, even though it's oblivious to anybody with. <laughs> You know, a central nervous system. This kid is just blatantly gay. That's like Degrassi, the musical. Oh, but his um, but he, he lied to his dad and said he was a kicker on the football team, which makes perfect sense. And apparently, he's an awesome kicker. Mm. But he will only kick if he can play Beyonce's "Single Ladies." <laughs> oh, uh, and he apparently, he's awesome at it though when he does that. Uh, so they try to integrate the uh, some of the football players into learning how to dance. Because uh, that's something that Walter Payton had recommended, and that's how they got that abomination called the Super Bowl, Shu- the Super Bowl, Bowl Shuffle. Shuffle. Oh, call me sweetness. <laughs> but they bring up the, um, but they have all the all the football players learn how to dance, and they, they're very hesitant to use it because they're worried they're going to get laughed off the field and everything. Even though the, the team has never won a game, <laughs> um, so the the setup is is that. At the game, last play of the game, one second left on the clock. The quarterback kind of convinces them all to do that. So when they're supposed to snap the ball, the music hits, and they start doing this, this well-choreographed number to single ladies for about two minutes. Um, the ball is lying right on the line of scrimmage. It's just, it's there. Nobody snaps the ball, which makes me think, all right, isn't this a delay a game? <laughs> Wouldn't the game just be over because these guys decided to dance? Oh, yeah, usually it goes like 30 seconds or something. Right, exactly. It's one thing if they, they snap the ball to the quarterback and then they start dancing to screw people up and then right. throw the winning touchdown and then uh, Kirk gets to sense. get the winning kick, who all, you know, again, just single ladies. Yep. But um, it's funny because someone mentioned the, the whole, they loved the scene when they, they talked about it on Facebook, and I brought that up. Nobody responded to that. Everyone's like, oh, that scene was so cute. Don't you people know anything about football? <laughs> really? I know this is a geek show, but come on. It's the basic rules of football. Um, for books, I'm reading uh, Glamorama. I'm deciding to do a little experiment. Back in, back in my 20s, uh, my favorite author was Brett Easton Ellis, who wrote uh, American Psycho 
and Lesson Zero. Both awesome books. Uh, right. American Psycho, up until... Well, really, up until like the last ten years, I, I honestly held this up as my. This is the best book ever. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite book, and it, you know, if if you go back and read it, it's kind of shitty. <laughs> but I'm reading Glamorama right now, and I'm doing it as more of an experiment than anything else. The book was written ten years ago, and I'm just trying to see if I was right in my twenties that Brady Snellis is a great writer. Or that he's a talentless hack and I wasted my 20s. <laughs> what was the survey? Uh, so far, well, right now I'm about 150 pages in. And as far as I can tell, I have w- I wasted my 20s. Because <laughs> he is... It's unbelievable how many names this guy can drop to fill pages. Oh, it's just... It's ugh, so hard to read. So please read it. Um... <laughs> So that, that about does it for us. Uh, you know where to reach us at www.geeksalad.mypodcast.com. You can also contact us again at geeksalad at yahoo.com. We're looking for two to three minute MP3s because Mike's part of our uh, studio now. We need someone else. we got to get more people on there. Oh, yeah. uh, Don Jr., I know you've been listening. I know you've been interested. Uh, Steve from the Cape. Come on, dude. Really? <laughs> Nick, really? I know you can do something for me. Come on. Guys, come on. We're begging you. Uh, but next week, or next time, rather, we've actually got one we've been putting off for a while. It's kind of a companion piece mm-hmm. to our uh, movie soundtrack thing we did last year with yeah. Jim. Uh, we're going to be talking about movie scores. Mm. And this is more the Howard Shore, John Williams type of right. orchestral score. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Elfman. Of course, Danny Elfman. <laughs> Guy's in the Hall of Fame, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about all that stuff. Awesome. So, uh, please, let us know if you've got any suggestions, anything that you think we're probably going to miss, because God knows we probably will. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, until next time, I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. And I'm Mike. And go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Let's go to your place. Finish your trials first. I don't want you to be preoccupied. I feel this sudden urge to complete the trials. Scorpion wins.